Dinner is served. The spirit and the bride say come. By Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. For those of you who are born again through the word, Jesus, Yeshua, whichever name you choose to use, the feasts are right around the corner. Why are we discussing them if we're no part of Judaism? Because we are born again children of God that makes him our father, and he says these are his feasts. Besides, if we are born again through Christ, we must remember he was the seed of Abraham, and Abraham was a Hebrew. So what does that make the born again? Galatians chapter 3 verse 29 And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed, and heirs according to the promise. Leviticus chapter 23 verse 2 Speak to the children of Israel, and say to them, The feasts of the Lord, which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations, these are my feasts. He doesn't recognize the world's holidays, Christmas, Easter, etc., or their religious ceremonies, because he is no part of the world. John chapter 8, verse 23, And he said to them, You are from beneath, I am from above. You are of this world, and I am not of this world. The feasts are a part of God's kingdom that all mankind is invited to experience, and those that are his children commanded to partake of. Exodus chapter 23 verse 14 Three times you shall keep a feast to me in the year. There are ten feasts to be attended within these three designated times. The number ten stands for completion. For us to be complete, we must eat from every one of these feasts. We must eat all of the lamb. Let me explain that statement. The foreshadow of this was depicted when Israel left Egypt. They were told to eat all of the lamb and burn the remains. Exodus chapter 12 verse 10 You shall let none of it remain until morning, and what remains of it until morning you shall burn with fire. Egypt is symbolic of the world, and the Lamb a foreshadow of the Lamb of God. The Word of God is the Lamb, and it is the Word that is served at the feasts. We must therefore eat all of the Lamb, and digest the knowledge served. John chapter 1 verses 1 through 4 helps us understand the Word of God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him, the Word, was life and the life was the light of men. John chapter 14, verse 6 Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John chapter 6, verse 53 Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, 
unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. We must eat all of the Lamb. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 Therefore, purge out the old leaven, sin, that you may be a new lump, new species, since you truly are unleavened, forgiven as we repent, experiencing the feast of unleavened bread. For indeed, Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us. His blood is on the doorpost of the born-again heart to cover our sin when we break the law. The feasts can be understood on a surface level very easily, but they are called feasts because so much food for thought is served at each one. The Father has a plan to restore His creation, subdue His enemies, and bring all back to its original order. In each of the feasts, man is served new insight and understanding, plus a deeper knowledge that reveals God's plan for the end of this age. This knowledge brings restoration to our thinking, gives us hope as the world falls apart, and opens our eyes to the beautiful promises of God. You can see everything the Lord commands man to do is for his benefit and we are commanded to attend the feasts. As you can see, attending the feasts may be a little different than what you might have thought. For instance, consider the Feast of Sabbath, the first feast we are to attend. The Feast of Sabbath was created for man, so he would have a day of rest apart from his usual work. It was a time intended for mankind to learn more about God, and cultivate a closer relationship with Him. On the surface, all of this is wonderful, but there is a much deeper understanding, a different perspective, necessary, before man can have an integral part in fulfilling God's plan for the restoration of creation and to fulfill their own personal role in reversing what Adam and his descendants destroyed. You see, God created all things in six days, and on the seventh, He rested. It is this rest, this Sabbath, we are interested in. All things that God completed, finished, and accomplished lie within God's rest. In Genesis chapter 2, verses 2-3, through three, And on the seventh day God ended His work, which He had done and he rested on the seventh day from all of his work which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made. All future plans, perfectly calculated, waiting to be revealed in God's timing, are found there. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verses 9 through 10 that which has been is what will be, that which is done is what will be done, and there is nothing new under the sun. God has done it all. Is there anything of which it may be said, See, this is new? 
It has already been in ancient times before us. Everyone created to bring this plan to completion was predestined before God rested and would be born in His timing to perform His or her part of fulfilling that plan. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9, it explains, Who has saved us from the world and called us into service with a holy calling, not according to our works, the things we chose for our vocation, but according to His own purpose, His plan, and grace which was given to us in Christ Jesus. We were called and chosen by His grace, not our works, before time began, predestined. Romans chapter 8, verses 29 through 30. For whom He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom He predestined, these He also called, whom he called, these he also justified, and whom he justified, these he also glorified. Hebrews chapter 4 verses 9 through 10 teaches this truth. There remains therefore a rest for the people of God, not the altered Adamic race, but the seed of Abraham. For he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works, as God did from His. Besides, the works that we do outside of the rest of God are just our works, and useless in the grand scheme of things. The Word calls them dead works, and they will be destroyed along with the rest of the world. There is much more we could talk about concerning Sabbath, but we have discussed enough for us to see why we must attend this first feast and experience it in our lives. Satan understands its importance. This is why most of the world's people ignore it and gather at a time set by the church instead of God. Sabbath is to be celebrated sundown Friday to sundown Saturday. That is not a religious preference. It is, again, a command of God. Remember, if we love Him, we will keep His commandments. Speaking of keeping His commandments, He said, We all were to celebrate these holy convocations, with the next feast being the Feast of Passover. It was to be celebrated when the barley ripened. This is a very important fact, as all the other feasts are to be celebrated by counting so many days from the feast before them, with Passover being the starting point. Therefore, man cannot set the date for the feasts. For those familiar with the Old Testament, we know the celebration was held in honor of the Hebrews' exodus from Egypt. We spoke of it a little in the opening remarks, but let us look a little deeper. Is it not held in the honor of the people, but in honor of God, for all the miracles, signs, and wonders He performed on their behalf? They would, as the result of all he did, pass over from slavery to freedom and finally from the wilderness to the promised land.
all that was truly miraculous, but yet as nothing in comparison with what God did on the cross. It was now possible for man to pass over from death as Adam and resurrect to life at baptism as a new creature. As truth was further revealed, they would pass over from the altered race of Adam to a completely new species of man. This first fruit of this age will even more miraculously one day pass over from time to eternity, from this old world to the promised kingdom of God. They will turn from the old world systems to one of order and perfect harmony, refurbished according to God's plan. Don't you agree it would be wise to attend and experience the Feast of Passover? The Feast of Unleavened Bread and First Fruits are also a part of that holy convocation. Convocation means a special time set aside for man to meet with God. It is at unleavened bread for which this convocation is named that the beautiful gift of repentance is taught, cleaning us up, readying us for baptism, making us first fruits as we resurrect to new life from baptism. Can you see how the feasts are a kind of blueprint for the way we must walk to mature and become a part of the new earth society and culture? The food fed at these feasts will help us to grow into the kind of people God is happy to call His children. In John chapter 1, verses 12 and verse 13, verses 20 and verse 21. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. The Feast of Pentecost is the next feast to be offered to man. At the first Pentecost, God's people experienced Mount Sinai, where the law was given to Moses to guide the people. Had they heard and obeyed, God would have made forever them his bride, married them as a nation, and set them aside to be an example to the world of how life with the Almighty God could be as compared to the lifestyle of the pagan nations around them. To look a little deeper at Pentecost, it was at this feast, after the resurrection of Jesus and his ascension back to the heavens, that his spirit returned to his followers, endowing them with the fruit of his nature, gifting them with his abilities, and awakening their spirit to speak in a language he alone would understand. He was again preparing a bride. Much like the old queen in the story of Esther, the early church unfortunately became haughty, full of pride and hypocrisy, harbored, even instigated sin and immorality. Truth was mixed with false doctrine and the law of God ignored. She became as Queen Vashti. The king's wishes were disobeyed, so her status as queen was lost. She was now honored and loved by man alone. 
she lost her position with God. Scriptural advice concerning her is to come away from her. Don't have anything to do with her. Revelation chapter 18 verse 4 And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins, and lest you receive of her plagues. James chapter 1 verse 27 Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble, and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. James chapter 4 verse 4 Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. 1 John chapter 2 verse 15 Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Thankfully, from within the rest of God, another star has risen, however. One that loves God and does her best to keep his law, obey his commandments, and cherish his word. She is a virgin in that she has no relationship with other gods. She is his alone. She holds dear his knowledge and is washing the knowledge of the world out of her mind with living waters from the fountain of David. She is approved by the king, anointed and appointed as his bride for this end time. Oh, look at what is to be gained from this feast. Through it, she is prepared to be a light, a living menorah to the world, to show them the way to the kingdom of God and out of the world. Her example is to be followed. She is the house, the tabernacle of the greater David, Jesus, Yeshua. This house is built from living stones, shaped and molded by scripture, and the fresh manna revealed in the feast of God. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5 You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. She is the new queen. Her name is New Jerusalem. Within her walls is Zion to govern, protect and reestablish the law and knowledge of God on the earth. If you listen closely, you will hear the trumpets blowing loud and clear. Come out of the world and its systems in every possible way you can. Rosh Hashanah, known also as the Feast of Trumpets, or Day of Sounding, is very close. At this time, the ram's horn will blow from Zion to gather God's people, his end-time harvest. There is a judgment coming on the earth as the final Feast of Trumpets, and only those written in the Lamb's Book of Life will be a part of this in-gathering to experience the safety and shelter of God's kingdom. The rest will be tangled in the world systems, blinded to what is going on, and sadly destroyed along with them.
It is therefore imperative, urgent that we see what is happening around the world today. The threat of nuclear war endangers the whole human race. In a very short time, humanity could be made very scarce through not only war, but disease, laboratory-invented plagues, extreme poverty and physical abuse as well. There is sin, decay, and death everywhere you look. Yet man foolishly thinks he can solve his own problems. They look to their governments and the church for answers. They are wasting their efforts. Only God can solve man's problems. The real battle is a spiritual one. It is Satan against the Lord, the world against the kingdom of God, Satan's plan versus the plan of God. Humanity is free to choose sides, select who they wish to be attached to, and then willingly share in their fate. Revelation chapter 19 verses 6 through 9 speaks of those who have made the correct decision. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, as the sound of many waters, and as the sound of mighty thunderings, saying, Alleluia! For the Lord God omnipotent reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice, and give him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife has made herself ready. And to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. Then he said to me, Write, Blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true sayings of God. What a glorious feast this will be! Revelation chapter 19 verses 17 through 21, however, shows us the end of those caught up in the devil's snare and trapped in the world. Then I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the birds that fly in the midst of heaven, Come, and gather together for the supper of the great God, that you may eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men, the flesh of horses, and of those who sit on them, and the flesh of all people, free and slave, both small and great, all that are not recorded in the Lord's book of life. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him who sat on the horse and against his army. Then the beast was captured, and with him the false prophet, who worked signs in his presence, by which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast, and those who worshipped his image who would not leave the world and its culture. These two were cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone, and the rest were killed with the sword. Truth will testify against them. The law will label them guilty. Which proceeded from the mouth of him who sat on the horse, and all the birds were filled with their flesh. This is one feast I do not want to attend. In closing, 
For those interested in learning more from the Feast of God, the next three messages to be released from this page of our website concerns the Feast of Rosh Hashanah, the Feast of Atonement, Tabernacles, Shemini Atzeret, and Simchat Torah. The food served at God's feast is prepared by the Lord Himself, and the time for dinner is already set. Which meal will you be attending? For those who have eaten all of the lamb, the spirit and the bride, say come.